Hare Krishna, I'm Chakalpa Prudhyas Chakra, the Siddhu Viva Chakra, Welcome again to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 24, The Philosophy of Sankhya. Uh, we are to start with text number 10, that I mentioned last class, or a few more of the things about uh, number 9. So, and that'll give us the background. Uh, so, we've been getting the the general uh, uh, way that the Krishna glances at the material nature. The three modes arise: the primal sutra, the the Mahatattva, uh, is there, and then uh, the false ego is generated, and. Uh, then uh, the whole uh, different things that come out of the three modes is mentioned now. Then, uh, with text 9, I'll read that text again. Let me just say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So he says, Maya Sanchurita Bhava Darve samhatya karenaha andam upadayam asur mamayantantam excuse me mamayantantam uttamam impelled by me all these elements combined to function in an orderly fashion this is this word here uh, samhatya coming together in an orderly way, and together gave birth to the universal egg, uh, andam, which is my excellent place of residence. So I'm glad that Krishna calls it an excellent place of residence. <laughs> I like that. He's happy with it, actually, huh? This universal egg. So the universe, uh, andam, is described as, is, 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 in this way, an egg. And I just mentioned it has thick shells. It's not like a, uh, like a chicken egg. You know, it's a very thin shell, a lot of stuff inside. It's more like uh, a golf ball. Uh, at least the golf balls that were around when I was a kid, you could take them apart, and there was different layers and then in the middle, there was a center with a little water inside. But the universe is more like that. And here, the description, in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita of Sanatana Goswami, the shells, the layers of the shells are actually occupied. Now, this is not mentioned anywhere that I can find in the Bhagavatam about the shells being occupied. But this is what uh, is described here. But the shells are thick. That's We know that from the Bhagavatam. And they, well, here, let me read you what it says. I'm going to read it from uh, 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 the uh, uh, first volume, uh, excuse me, part two, uh, chapter two of part two, text 225. Outside the egg of the universe which extends for 500 million yojanas. A yojana, you may remember, is usually we take it as eight miles, English miles, are eight covering shells, each ten times thicker than the one before. So can imagine that. It's like all shell. Uh, the, the, it says here in the commentary, the eight shells covering the universe consist of Earth, water, fire, air, ether, ego, ahankara, mahat, mahatattva, and pradhana. These layers form the stock of subtle causal ingredients. So not gross air, not the subtle causal, so whatever that is in our experience, I don't know. It's outside of our experience. What... these layers form the stock of subtle causal ingredients from which all things in material existence are produced. Some philosophers consider the covering of earth to be part of the internal structure of the universe and so recognize only seven shells. 
you know, these go from gross to subtle. Uh, earth, water, fire, air, ego, each one's more subtle, that is less perceptible. And then finally, ahankara, mahat, and pradhana. Uh, so he then goes on to say how actually shouldn't be recognized as part of the universe. Uh, so then... Um, Well, I'm going to skip a bunch. Uh, when, when we, uh, a little later on, I can find my here. Yeah. So that, here, here uh, our narrator. Uh, Next, I reach the coverings of the universe. Each of them, more so than the one before, was rich with enjoyment and opulence is greater millions of times greater than that of Brahmaloka. Uh, the text goes on. Uh, this is chapter 3 I'm reading from. This is now text 13 and 14. Uh, the souls who have transcended the false attributes of created things and inspire for gradual liberation strive also to go beyond the causative elements of creation. So this is, you're actually exiting the universe now toward the spiritual world. Uh, Elements found again as false attributes in what is known as the subtle body. To do so, they enter the shells formed of each element. They enter in a body composed of that element and enjoy to their fullest desire, the essence of the pleasures to be had there. So as they go through the shells, they shuck off the layers of these these elements. So it says, when a jiva is on his way out of the material universe, when a jiva on his way out of the material universe passes through its coverings, he has provided a body made of the subtle element he's passing through. Otherwise, mere proximity to these concentrated masses of elemental energy would destroy his body at once. In each successive covering, the jiva finds wonderful opportunities for more refined material enjoyment. Since the material creation exists mainly for the jiva's enjoyment, these original reservoirs of the material elements brim with resources for pleasure. So this is not mentioned as the Bua Bhuva Swa. You know, this is where we're on a different borderline here. The grosser objects produced from the causal elements, earth, water, fire, and so on, are great sources of sense gratification for conditioned living beings, and the superior subtle forms of matter afford even better sense enjoyment. That's what it says there. Uh, and then what happens is he goes through, you, you should read this if you, if you haven't read this uh, book here, uh, just, to, just to say, give you an idea. The first covering I entered was that of earth. There I saw the Supreme Lord in the form of a great boar being worshipped by the goddess earth, the deity presiding over that covering and its wealth and so on. So then it describes the uh, uh, Budevi uh, with the subtle causes, with uh, the, who embodied the subtle causes of creation and, uh, and uh, so on. So then he has some discussions with her. And then anyway, he goes, I just want you to know this is all, all here. So that's the universal egg anyway with these different layers which are actually abodes. So now uh, we go on to, uh, so here the, the main text we're talking about, the, the egg has, has appeared. So then uh, text number 10, tasmin naham samabhavam andhe salila samstitao mama nabhya abhut padmam vivash, uh, vivash, viva, okay, Vishvakyam Tatrachatmabhu Vishvakyam, known as the universe. I myself appeared within that egg. This is, of course, Krishna speaking to Uddhava. I myself appeared within that egg 
which was floating on the causal water. And from my navel arose the universal lotus, uh, the birthplace of self-born Brahma. So notice here, um, interesting things are happening. I appear within the egg, floating on this, what's ever called causal ocean, which is not an ocean of water. It's something like uh, Mahatattva, or Pradhana, actually. Um, uh, and then, uh, in the universe, so he appears within the egg, and then, in, in, inside the universe, uh, he is at the bottom of the universe, uh, according to other texts, he perspires and fills it with water, which is the, the, the Garba Ocean. Uh, and from my navel uh, arose Padmam, a lotus, which is Vishva Akya, known as universal. And in that lotus, Atmabhu, the self-born, this Brahma is called uh, self-born. Um, so when he appears within the egg, uh, he appears uh, 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 in the in the uh, the Garbodak Ocean. Uh, the, the, uh, the word Garba means a fetus or, or an egg, uh, or if you, you know, it's, it's the way. So so the, this. This lotus grew out of the navel of Vishnu. Now, the, the navel of, of, in us is what in the womb connects us to the mother. And we are giving, we, we are attached to that navel. So here, is the, the navel gives birth. <laughs> right? A, 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 again, something like a... a uh, but th this time you're in the universe, which is like a womb also, and it has this fluid, this like a uh, baby's in a womb, there's an amniotic sac in there in water. So this is like the kind of cosmic amniotic fluid. And so then there's this, 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 this lotus, the universal lotus. Now the word lotus is used, but the very special lotus, because it contains all the living beings, including Brahma. That's, uh, and he's mentioned here, Atmabhu, he's called uh, self-born. Uh, uh, it says here in, in the purport, the Supreme Lord here describes his appearance in his transcendental pastime form of Sri Narayan. So this is not now Krishna, but his expansion for creation. Lord Narayan enters within the universe, but does not give up his purely transcendental body of knowledge in bliss. Lord Brahma, however, born from the Lord's navel lotus, has a material body. Obviously, it's subtler than ours and so on. But And it's, as you see, it's as we see in the purport, he's got there's three bodies of Brahma that are mentioned here. Uh, although Lord Brahma is the most powerful mystic, his body, which pervades all material existence, do you notice that? Pervades all material existence, is material whereas the body of the Supreme Lord Hari Narayana is always transcendental. Uh, okay. So this is... Uh, uh, um, so when Vishwanath Chakravarti comments on this, he says, in the shell of the universe, I remained as the second Purusha on the Garbodak. It's not explicit in the... Sanskrit of the verse, but that's how he reads it. A lotus which is the cause of the world, this Vishvakya, this notice is Vishva, arose from my navel, and on the lotus, Vairaja Brahma, uh, uh, the form of Brahma for enjoyment, and then Brahma with four heads appeared. 
So there's a Vairaja Brahma and a Brahma with four heads. <laughs> so uh, what that is, uh, I have a little document here. I did some research on the forms of Brahma. Uh, and if we go back uh, to Bhagavatam 3.18.15, because we've been through this a number of times in the Bhagavatam, because after all, I mean, Brahma is a very important person in the Bhagavatam. He speaks the Bhagavatam in a nutshell in, the, in there, and he's the founder of our Sampradaya. Uh, and so, uh, so he's a very important person. Sometimes Brahma is directly Vishnu Tattva. He's, generally, he's a Shakyavesh avatar. A, a, a jiva who acts in a way that's like God. Sometimes when there's no suitable or qualified jiva to act, to be in, act with God's power, uh, power that's endowed in him by the Lord, then Krishna himself will take the job. And that's called a direct shakyavesh avatar. Shakyavesh means he has specific shaktis endowed with specific powers. He has a, sort of a range of things in which he is like God. Uh, uh, and, and so this is Brahma is the creator. In, uh, the, the word in Greek is demiurgos, like in Plato's Timaeus. Uh, there, there is a, a, a God who assembles the universe, who sees the eternal forms and then brings, takes chaotic matter and organizes it. He's called the Demiurge, the creator God. Uh, uh, when in the, 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 the Bible, uh, the beginning of Genesis, uh, the, the activities that are said that the Lord did are all these activities. Uh, that doesn't mean, people have pointed this out, oh, does that mean the Jews or whoever, not just Jews, but Christians and <laughs> Muslims, are worshipping Lord Brahma? You can't say. Because, because, because uh, if, if somebody is acting as a Shakyavesh avatar, then it's not that you're necessarily engaged in demigod worship. This is what you know about God. Is this this particular uh, that this particular uh, function? So, uh, uh, so this is he, the, the creator, uh, and he's in the third canto. He's described as uh, uh, um, uh, the personality of Vedic wisdom. He's described Vedamaya made of the Vedas, literally, composed of the Vedas, because he, Brahma, means he's the first Brahmana. So w when the universe is created, Brahma also has all the directions. So when you, when you get, when you get some, some device, there's usually an instruction manual that comes with it, how to use it. So the universe comes with the instruction manual. That's the Vedas, which Brahma then hands down. He also creates the kind of people that can understand the instruction manual and apply it. These are called Brahmanas. So this is where the guide for using the universe comes from. Otherwise, we'll never figure it out. Put yourself in a room with some very complicated piece of technical machinery. If you don't have directions, you're screwed. You just start pushing buttons and things. Watch, watch what will happen, which is what most people are doing in the universe. They pushing buttons, see what happens. Anyway, so this is Brahma. So he is Vedamaya. And he's called self-born, first of all, because he has no visible parentage or that he comes from the one who is self-born. Uh, so Prabhupada here in the, this third canto text I'm reading he says, this lotus flower is the universal virat form, or the gigantic form of the Lord in the material universe. It becomes amalgamated in the personality of Godhead Vishnu and his optimism at the time of 
dissolution, it goes back in, and then it becomes manifest at the time of creation. Uh, in this form is the sum total of all the fruitive activities of the living entities conditioned by material nature, and the first of them, namely Brahma, or the control of the universe, is generated from this lotus. So he's one of them. So in that lotus, remember the elements are not yet that distinguished. Things are not put together yet. I mean, the elements have been produced. They form their shells and everything. They're in the lotus. They're in that subtle form. Uh, and that, that initial creation is called Visarga. Then the creation that Brahma does, takes a charge of, is called Visarga. Uh, and so uh, that's what he does. This, uh, this firstborn living being, unlike all the others, has no material father, and there, thus he is called self-born or Swayambhu. Other people say he's, he's called self-born because he's, he, he comes from the self-born or he's the agent of the self-born. Anyway... And here Prabhupada says, uh, from this description we have the conception of three, the gross virat form, the subtle hiranyagarbha, and the material creative force, Brahma. So he mentions these three, which comes from Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, uh, who says in his commentary to this same verse in the third canto, there is the gross form of Brahma called Vairaja, uh, Virat, or uh, Viraj, uh, uh, Virat Rupa, universal form. Uh, so this word Virat means, uh, well, actually the word is in Sanskrit is Viraj, and then uh, the, the J changes for grammatical reasons into a T. But the word as a verb, viraj, just means to rule or to reign, to govern, to master. Uh, and then it means uh, preeminent, excellent, chief, uh, uh, and, and so on. Uh, so that's this virat. Uh, that's being a uh, viraja. From virat, you get viraja. Uh, the, the viraja is the lotus of the planets. That, that, that lotus. So that's a gross form of Brahma. It's clear from what we're going to read today that Brahma is the soul of the universe. The, and he's called this in the next verse. He's called the Vishvatma. Some people didn't realize, but Krishna is the super soul. But the universe, soul means that the universe is his body. So there's then... So the, the gross body of Brahma is called Vairaja. Then there is the subtle form called Hiranyagarbha. This is Brahma uh, 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 and the, the subtle elements. Uh, uh, manas, Buddhi, Ahankara. That's as far as I can understand what it is. I spent like a number of hours. <laughs> the subtle form. There's the subtle form called Hiranyagarbha. There is also four-headed Brahma, the creator, who appears on the lotus at this time. That four-headed Brahma, the lotus becomes his seat. Thus, there are three forms of Brahma. That's where Prabhupada gets this from. So the gross Virat, or Viraja, uh, his kind of universal form. Then his subtle form, called Hiranyagarbha, uh, we see the phrase Hiranyagarbha, super soul for, for Vishnu. Hiranyagarbha means golden embryo or golden egg. And then four-headed Brahma. Uh, and it's mentioned in the Bhagavatam, in the second canto, that there's such a thing as, uh, uh, as the... Uh, Hiranyagarbha worship. Uh, you can, if you if you uh, reach Brahmaloka, if you do this by dint of virat or Hiranyagarbha worship, uh, you get liberated along with the liberation of Brahma. Uh, if you do it as part of the devotional service, then you go back to Godhead. 
Uh, if you don't, then uh, you get a more temporary sort of liberation. Um, uh, so this is the um, uh, this is the uh, again uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur mentions in a commentary on the third canto. He says uh, uh, the, that Purusha describing uh, the uh, Virat Rupa the uh, um, uh, that Purusha pierced the universe and went outside. There he resides with a thousand legs, arms, eyes, faces, and heads. The universal form is described that way, thousands of arms. And he says, everything is pervaded by the Lord. This Purusha is the Antaryami uh, of the totality of jivas, Haranyagarbha, the totality of the jivas. Uh, 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 so that's why he's called the Haranyagarbha super soul. Uh, and the Prabhupada mentions uh, the, the translation of Bhagavatam 3.20.16. He says the, this lotus flower is the reservoir of all conditioned souls. And the first living entity who came out of the lotus flower was the omnipotent Brahma. Uh, and Prabhupada says, it appears from this verse that the conditioned souls who rested within the body of the personality of Godhead after the dissolution of the last creation came out in the sum total form of the lotus. This is called Hiranyagarbha. Uh, uh, so that also becomes a name of Brahma, Aranyagarbha. Uh, and in a particular way, in Vedanta, uh, the word Aranyagarbha is sometimes used to refer to the soul just with the subtle body, the shukshma, sharira. And this is what it, how it seems to be being used here. Uh, uh, so... Uh, and, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, commenting on 332.8, uh, which talks to those people who get to such a loka uh, by meditating on Brahman uh, uh, and Brahma until the end of his life. They get such a loka and then they stay there meditating on him uh, until the end of Brahma's life. Uh, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, Brahma is just a guna avatar of the Supreme Lord. The worshippers of Hiranya Garbha, like Bhakti Mishra Jnana, that is devotion mixed with Jnana, attain, gradually attain liberation along with Brahma. And then he says, however, if they worship only Hiranya Garbha without Bhakti for Vishnu, then they do not attain liberation when Brahma is liberated. Uh, uh, and then it's 332.9 he mentions, uh, again Vishnu Chakravarti, at the time of great dissolution, uh, Brahma becomes liberated. That, that's the end of his life. He desires to give up his body of Vairaja surrounded by the elements started with earth. See, that's the idea. My Raja body is the one that has the gross elements. But that means, yeah, and then, uh, then, then he enters into the Supreme, uh, Supreme Lord. By the way, you'll also find in uh, Bhagavatam, the sun is also called Hiranyagarbha. Uh, uh, um, uh, Prabhupada writes in the summary of Bhagavatam 5.20, the sun is also called Hiranyagarbha because it is produced from them, that is, the body of the Mahatattva. Uh, so he, he mentions that also. And he says, the sun god, in the translation in the fifth canto, uh, 5.20.44, 
The sun god is also known as Vairagya, the total material body for all living entities. Uh, and the sun is also known as Hiranyagarbha because he received his material body from Hiranyagarbha, Lord Brahma. Uh, that's why the sun is also has that. Let me look up if I got anything else to mention about this. Yeah, the the word is used. Uh, in uh, Bhagavatam 11, 3, 12, where uh, Vairaja Brahma is mentioned, Tato Virajam Utsrijya Vairaja Purusho Nripa Avyaktam Vishate Shukshman Nir Nidhana Iva Nalaha then Vairaja Brahma, the soul of the universal form, uh, gives up his universal body, O King, and enters into the subtle, unmanifested nature like a fire that is run out of fuel. So here in the word for word, 11.3.12, Vairaja Purusha, the personality of the universal form, Hiranyagarbha Brahma. So that's already, we've seen that early in the 11th canto, this, this is made. So he is the soul of the universal form. But this doesn't mean Krishna is not the universal soul too, but he, Brahma is just the universal form in this universe. Krishna is the soul of all the universes. So I thought you should know all that. <laughs> We're dealing with the, the forms of Brahma. Here, uh, uh, so that's why when, when, it, when, when uh, there, there's there's three there, this uh, 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 Brahma, when Vishma Chakravarti Sakur, the 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 the, the uh, Brahma, the Ranyagarbha Brahma, and then the four-headed Brahma, uh, ones that are uh, mentioned. Now go on. So ten, he said, Krishna said, I appear within that egg, which was in the causal water, and then my navel, over my navel, the universal lotus, the birthplace of Swayambhu, Shatmabhu here, self-born Brahma. Text 11. Uh, uh, goes like this. So should jat tapasa yukto rajasa madanugrahat Lokang Sapalan Vishvatma Bhuva Swapiti Pitta. Lord Brahma, the soul of the universe, there he is, here again, being endowed with the mode of passion, performed great austerities by my mercy, and thus created the three planetary divisions called Bhur, Bhuva, and Swa along with their presiding deities. So you notice here, clearly it says here, Saha, he, Lord Brahma, Asrijat, created, Apsa, by his austerity, Yukta Rajasa, endowed with the potency of the mode of passion. He's the creator. Creation is the mode of passion. Can't get around it. Uh, uh, by my mercy, and then he uh, created the Lokan, the different planets, Sapalan, with Pala, their, their leaders, their presiding demigods. And he then, for Saha Brahma, Vishva Atma, the soul of the universe. And then Bu. Bhuva, Swa, Iti, Chita, and three divisions, and this Bhuva, Swa uh, is, of course, those of us who chant that three times a day, Om, Bhuva, Bhu, Bhuva, Swa, Tat, Svitpur. This is the, uh, I mean, the Gayatri starts later. Om, Bhuva, Swa, Tat, Svitpur. Then the Gayatri starts, but this is the kind of the prelude to the Gayatri. 
psychiatry has 24 syllables. So this, this prelude, Om Bhuvatswat, you remember the whole universe. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so it's mentioned here with uh, connection with Brahma, who was the, the first uh, uh, Brahmana. Uh, and this Bhuvatswat, uh, is means denotes the three worlds. Uh, the three bhur, bhuva, sva. Now, sometimes they're 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 described a little differently, but generally, this uh, like in five twenty thirty seven loka triya, the three worlds. Uh, 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 in uh, the, the universe, uh, there's, there's Bhuloka, which is uh, us. Uh, uh, then there's the in-between place, Bhuva. And then there's Sva, which is the heavenly planets of the gods, right? Those are the three worlds. Usually, usually, let's understand that. Uh, Prabhupada writes in a purport, uh, when we speak of Lokatraya, we refer to three primary planetary systems, Bhu, Bhuvaha, and Swaha, into which the universe is divided. Surrounding these planetary systems are the eight directions. Uh, Loka Loka Mountain has been established as the outer boundary of all the Lokas to distribute the rays of the suns and the other luminaries throughout the universe. Loka Loka Mountain is a ring uh, uh, around Bumandala, uh, and it goes all the way up to the pole star. Uh, so, so here, Prabhupada, clear this is this three planetary systems, uh, uh, and, and usually this is what it means: Buloka, uh, the realm of the human beings. Sva, the realm of the gods, and the in-between region, Bhuvaha, uh, is usually given as the um, planets of uh, kind of ghosts and demons, although it's a little more complicated. Uh, but other places, Prabhupada says, or the three worlds known as Bhu, Bhuva, and Swa, Patala, Marcha, and Svarga. That in Patala means the uh, subterranean heavenly planets. Marcha is Earth, Arya uh, and Sparga, the heavenly planets. But, but uh, So that's another way of, 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 of talking about it. Uh, uh, so uh, this is continued. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. In the next verse, they describe this uh, middle region, Bhuvaha, as the region of the ghosts. So we'll go go on to that one. Text twelve. Devanam ukaasitsar bhutanam cha bhuva padam marcha dinam cha bhurloka siddhanam. Uh, Heaven was established as the residence of the demigods. Bhuvar Loka as that of the ghostly spirits and the earth system as the place of human beings and other mortal creatures. Those mystics who strive for liberation are promoted beyond these three divisions. So, uh, Devanam, of the Devas, the word used here for home is Puka, uh, uh, a house, a refuge, or an asylum. <laughs> it comes from a verbal root, Uch, is written U-C, Uch, which means basically to take pleasure in, to delight in, to be fond of, accustomed to, you know, home. <laughs> it's the home, it's the <laughs> Uh, so heaven as the oka or the residence of the devas, uh, Sva, uh, and Bhuva of the Bhutanam, the, 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 the ghostly spirits, Bhuta. And Bhuta just means being. But, you know, see, see horror movies called the entity, 
you know, you don't know what it is, but it's a being. So the Bhutas uh, and of the ghostly Bhutas, Pretas, Pisachas, there's a whole category of Bhuta. Uh, and then uh, 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 um, uh, so the Bhuva is the uh, 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 and then Buloka, uh, the place of those striving for liberations. Right? Bhuvar is the ghostly spirits, and Bhu, earth, uh, and Svar, the, the gods. They, they live there. Um, so uh, here it says, here in the, this is text 12 we're on, Uh, planets such as Indraloka and Chandraloka are meant for the heavenly enjoyment of the most pious fruitive workers. That's where you go. The highest four planets, however, Satyaloka, Maharloka, Janaloka, and Papaloka, are meant for those who are most perfectly endeavoring for liberation. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so inconceivably merciful that he's promoting uh, the most fallen victims of Kali Yuga beyond these four planets and even beyond uh, Vaikuntha to the Supreme Lord of uh, Sri Krishna in the spiritual sky called Goloka Vrindavan. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur explains that heaven is the residence of the demigods, the earth is the residence of human beings, uh, and in between is a temporary residence for both classes of beings. So he gives it a little different. Because the verse actually says here the residence of the ghostly spirits. Uh, what we read in the fifth canto, however, uh, is that um, uh, according uh, to the fifth canto, uh, what the exact reference, there, there is, uh, there's the earth. And there's the heaven. So in between, are, there are two areas are designated. Uh, below Rahu is the place of the Siddhas, Charanas, and Vidyadaras. These are the Upadevas, or semi-demigods, they're called. Uh, and then below them is this area called Antariksha, which starts sort of at the top of the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, uh, and this, uh, which, which is the abodes of these yakshas, rakshashas, pishachas, pretas, bhutas, and so on. These are the different kinds of, uh, of, of well, sometimes Prabhupada is called yakshas, uh, semi-pious beings, but they, they're mischievous and they can do bad things, and rakshashas and pishachas, uh, and so on. Um, um, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh, uh, writes that those persons, um, uh, those who are persons among the followers of Rudra, Lord Shiva, take shelter of the navel of the universal form. What is that? It is the space, Vyoma, between earth and the heavens. This means Bhuvarloka. So this seems to mean people who have taken shelter of Lord Shiva, which tend to be the uh, yakshas, rakshashas, and so on. Uh, of course, there are three heavens. The word swarga just has a sense of wide open space. So, so there, there, there's the celestial sparga, uh, 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 the, 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 then on earth there's boma sparga, uh, uh, the earth is divided into nine varshas, Jambudweep, uh, one of which is Bhart Varsha that we live on. The other eight are Bhomasvarga, heaven on earth. That when people have gone up to the, 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 the uh, uh, celestial heavenly planets, uh, they, uh, they come back down, when they're ready to come back down to earth, having exhausted their pious activities, they go to Bomasvarga. 
and enjoy there and then uh, take birth among humans in Bart Varsha. And it says, uh, that, that's Bhomas Varga. That's also a temporary residence because the Gandharvas and the, they come down and play there. And the, the, anyway, it's a vacation spot. And uh, um, like people from America going down to third world countries, and uh, <laughs> but there's nice resorts there surrounded by horrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, and and then uh, the the. The subterranean heavenly planets, Bilasvarga, uh, where 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 uh, demonic beings and the nagas uh, enjoy uh, there, uh, and so on. So those are the three kind of heavens that are there. So this in between place, if you think of just Antariksha, it's really really kind of interesting. Like. If you're trying to get from here to the moon planet, you have to go through this space where all these uh, mystical, uh, diabolical kind of people are. And you could get really misled as to what's happening. <laughs> you go up anyway to take this one. This uh, was one theory, uh, but anyway, that, that's what happened. So this is what this is, and remember, this is describing uh, uh, the creation as part of the, the basic idea, a map of the universe, uh, so that you know how to get out of it. Uh, so you can see the path out. If you, if you don't have a map, it's hard to take the journey, and you get off on different roads. You think this is it, and that's it. You don't get there. So I guess we need to stop there now. Uh, so we did... Uh, we didn't do text 12, did we? Just got to 11. Is that right? We did do 12, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's what we were just doing. Okay, 13 we got to start with next week. So we'll see if there are any questions or comments. Yeah. Oh, much more. There's a question from Candita. In Hawaii, she asks, "When a living entity falls from the spiritual world, is their first birth Lord Brahma?" Well, we said that sometimes. Uh, uh, um, I don't know if they're always Lord Brahma, but but uh, but he, he he did say that in one place. You you, you come down. If you fall from the spiritual sky, which is, I hope, fairly fairly rare, but uh, you fall from the spiritual sky, that you would take your first birth of Lord Ma and go on from there. He did say that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's every... Ramananda asks, uh, he says, not sure if we already covered this uh, since I missed last week's class, but are the planets of the universe, Bravar and Swar, etc., all within the stem of the lotus? The stem of the lotus, or at least the, the, uh, the, the blueprints, you, you might say. All the ingredients in the, the, the lotus stem itself, things are, are not differentiated. Uh, it's Brahma who differentiates them. But you notice how he produces the population. He produces the living beings that come out of his body. He makes prajapatis. The first prajapati or Swayambhu Manu, he generates both him and Sarupa 
his wife, you know, and so they—they are actually the the Mormons who their idea of God is Brahma, in the sense that they think that uh, their their belief is that if you're uh, uh, the goal uh, of of of, uh, of their religious practice is to yourself get a universe that you become the Lord of. Uh, they have. They explained to me that we are. Uh, they, they said God is a person. They said of flesh and blood, and we are literally children, which is true. We are all so all the living creatures, and it's described in the Bhagavatam, not just the humans, but everybody. They are all born out of Brahma's body. So he makes the places, the abodes, and, uh, and, and everything. Uh, and he has the script uh, to do it. Uh, Vedic knowledge is, is very interesting in one respect. It's material knowledge that we have. We look at the world and try to figure it out. The Vedic knowledge, how it works, Vedic knowledge, you start with it ahead of time, and you make things according to that. That uh, uh, that uh, that plan that you have, uh, and, and you have the seeds of all the things in there. So it's like uh, making uh, making the different environments and the different locus and so on, like that. Akendra, since the universe since the universe is Brahma's body. Are we then, materially speaking, just tiny bacteria-like parasites on his body? Yeah. <laughs> he takes care of them. We don't take care of our parasites. No, we're more like cells uh, 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 or, or something like that rather than adventitious uh, things that get on like that. But, but we, we are... We're, we are uh, the, I, the idea is that that um, uh, my body is an organism. It's an organic whole. And that means that every part affects the whole and the whole affects every part. Uh, uh, it, it's got this kind of unity that, that's there when there's a living force and an organic whole. Uh, as far as uh, material scientists go, they, they, there, there was a book out a number of years ago, the Gaia Hypothesis, where one wanted to say that, that, that at least the, the Earth itself was an organism. And once you think of the Earth as a single organism, then you think of a goddess, Gaia, right? Uh, the Greek name for the Earth goddess. I mean, because it would, it would be like that. And if Brahma is the soul of the universe and the universe is his body, that means the whole universe is organized that way. It is actually, uh, 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 yeah, uh, a, a, living, a living being. It's not, it's not dead. And it, it has its, its presiding soul. Kendra, uh, continuing, said, and if a particular Brahma isn't fully Krishna conscious, could it be said that for him to be in the bodily concept means to think he's everything? Pride might be there, and uh, and uh, um, uh, but you know, to judge Brahma is way over our pay grade. And by the way, our Brahma is, we live in the smallest universe, that's mentioned in the Bhagavatam, and that there, our Brahma has four heads, but there's many, many headed Brahmas that are mentioned, you know, with thousands of heads according to the size of the universe. Uh, and uh, and so this is um, yeah. 
but you know, as a, as a general rule, that that Brahma has been uh, at least I think has been attempted uh, 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 to uh, a little bit. You know, not really believing that this Calvert boy is the supreme personality of God. And you could understand. You know, he's meant the Supreme Lord, and he wasn't uh, a, a, a village boy. He was, uh, you know, in splendor and majesty and greatness. So it, it took him a little while to appreciate that Krishna was actually better than, that, that, that Krishna in Vrindavan was, was the Supreme Lord. But he got the idea. <laughs> I don't know of having a Brahma who's a, uh, uh, you know, there's there's the Gnostic idea, by the way, which uh, used to be, you know, throughout the uh, Middle and Near East, that the, the, the Demiurgos, the creator god, was a demon. I mean, you talk about paranoia. I mean, cosmic paranoia. That there, there was, there was, you know, the the supreme one, you know, very, and of course, a very impersonal idea of the one who somehow expanded itself through a series of expansions called eons, and then somehow there was some disruption, which is very difficult to explain what happened. But some one of the at the last expansion, someone dropped out. They called him an archon who envied the original source and then to imitate that original source created this gunk kind of like feces called matter and captured and imprisoned in this matter particles of, of this, the original light that's us. Uh, and the Gnostic idea was that you had to get past all the... Because that meant every, it's like living in a horrible dictatorship, you know, where everybody in the government is out to get you. And you have to escape this prison and you rejoin the original light and you'd have to get through past. And that all, all the, 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 the sub-gods who, who ran the planets and everything, they're all against you and trying to keep you down. And you had various mantras or prayers that would get you past, neutralize each one of them. This was the Gnostic religion. So this idea that the creation was evil, that the creation was evil, and you had to get past all of it. And so the Gnostics, you know, there was even an anti-Judaic strand that uh, strand in it. They would, they would say the the and God would occasionally send people to rescue you, and this was Jesus was one of them, who somehow or other could evade the the archons and come down and give the message of who you really are, where you really belong, what your real nature is, and it got but Jesus was one of these people sent by the. Original, uh, the original God, the original uh, source of light. Then the, the whole, the whole um, Garden of Eden story gets turned around because the hero is the snake. Because here, here, here's what, what 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 this archon is like who made the world. Here's the tree of knowledge, but you can't have it. Remember, they're called Gnostics. You got, you need saving knowledge. You, the knowledge is forbidden. But somebody comes down as an emissary from, 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 from the original light and says, you should eat this. And then God, you know, expels them and, uh, and everything so that the, 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 the God of the Jews, they say, the father of Jesus is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what Gnostic, there's Gnostic, there's still Gnostic Christians around, by the way, it's, hasn't died out, but it was a, it's considered a heresy. Uh, it, it keeps springing up now and then again. I don't know if there's a continuous tradition or whether people just anyway. That that that's what the Gnostics thought. Um, uh, and so uh, yeah. Uh, 
But uh, as far as we know, Brahma is a servant of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and, and is his uh, uh, a great devotee. And the world is not evil. It's, it does something. It's, it's, to, it's not to uh, get back at somebody. It's, it's to give fallen souls a chance to uh, uh, become liberated. Like Kendra says that Gnosticism sounds like an awesome movie. Sure, there's one there. I think some of the horror movies are like that. <laughs> Usually you could make one. Uh... Ramananda has another question. He says, I'm confused about Hiranyagarbha. Is it Lord Brahma's universal body or is it super soul? It has a variety of ways it's used, uh, but the, the, the kind of strict technical definition, it's Lord Brahma with his subtle body, uh, referring to Lord Brahma and his subtle body, uh, which is the, the mind of Brahma and the intelligence of Brahma and the awareness of Brahma, it's Chitta, which pervades this whole body. If you think this universe is the body of Brahma, then you have to think uh, of the way our own consciousness pervades this body. Uh, so similarly, Brahma's consciousness pervades um, the universe. And that, that's what, what does it mean to say something is your body? I have a pencil here, uh, uh, and I have a finger. Now, both the pencil and, and the finger uh, are, are part of material nature. This long, skinny part of material nature, and I want it to go up, I, it goes up. I can just sit here and make it go up. The pencil, I want it to go up. It doesn't do it unless I pick it up with my hand and move it. So my relationship to the pencil and the finger is one is attached to the organism, and therefore just by wishing it to go up, it goes up, unless there's some, something wrong. But the pencil is, is something else. But, and so to have a mystic yoga power to be able to, to levitate the pencil means that somehow or other you're tied into a universal system which allows you to do something like that to get the powers that different devas have. And I, I think of the, the devas in charge of the different functions of the universe uh, as also kind of parts of Brahma's body but subordinate to him. He's the leading intelligence, but there are other centers of intelligence uh, that, that are, are, the, are the devas. And they, they can do things like that. How do they make something happen? How does Indra control the rain or, or the, the sun? The, 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 the Lord of the sun is in charge of vision. How does he do that? He must be connected or what we are. Uh, the eyesight of living beings must all be somehow wired in. Uh, to, to, to the, the Lord of the Sun uh, in, in, the, in the, way, the way that you know I'm, my eyes work for me but there's another part of my body that really runs the visual system I'm not really myself I'm pretty ignorant of how it works but it works and uh, somehow my the hearing works because there's some some and there's some deity that's in charge of the hearing of all beings and some deity that's in charge of the eyesight of all beings. So it's not just uh, th this. I'm not isolated from the universal system. That's what I can deduce from what we know. That's where our science has to be cosmobiology or biocosmology. We start with life 
First of all, there's because, because, as Prabhupada said, matter and life come from life. You start with life. You start with the subtle and you go to the gross. The subtle is more powerful. And subtler than even you know, the sense objects, the tan mantras, which are perceptions. Uh, color is a perception. He calls our perceptions, those are their, their, their subtle. Beyond them is manas, buddhi, ahankara, more powerful. We're grounds for a lot of research. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai.